Hello and welcome to Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. I'm talking. That would make me Tom Whitcomb. Time to listen up. Thank you for joining me here for yet another installment of this podcast. How much longer, we all ask ourselves, every time. Every time I imagine you see a new one of these in your feed, you're like, wow, he's still going. Again. Don't worry, I feel exactly the same way. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm wearing my uh, my Uniqlo jumper, you know, which provides zero warmth, but does appear like it should. Through the power of the mind, I can try to convince myself that I feel warm. Uniqlo, not a sponsor of this podcast, but hey, if you guys want to be a part, reach out. I'm all about fast fashion. The faster, the better. I'm all about high turnover. Let's let's buy something and never use it. In fact, let's put those. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna accused Uniqlo for any unethical labor practices. I, I don't know if that's substantiated. It just feels surprising that they can provide so much for so cheap and no one get fucked. It just feels as if, let's see, Uniqlo, uh, labor. Muji and Uniqlo advertise cotton from known slave labor camp. Okay. U.S. blocked Uniqlo shirts on Xinjiang forced labor concerns. Okay. Um, Uniqlo shirts blocked by US over Xinjiang labor suspicions. All right, well there you go. So there is there is some some child labor involved. Not only at the supply stage. To be fair, it's only at a certain a very specific part of the supply chain. So I think they deserve some credit for that. But uh, well, there you you know there is there is no karma free shopping out there. Not for less than thirty dollars a t shirt. And I mean, who has who has money to spend more? I think those children would understand we, we, we have budgets to adhere to. Um, I, I only have so much money with all of these online entertainment subscriptions that I'm that I'm, I'm, I'm I've opted I've opted into. Do I use Disney Plus? Almost never, but I will get around to finishing the Beatles get back at some stage, I'm sure of it. And as as long as I've still got that eight dollars a month coming out of my account. You better believe I'll take my T-shirts wherever I can get them, child labor or otherwise. But in saying that, Uniqlo, if you would like to to address address some of those concerns and become a sponsor of this podcast, reach out. It's a very very reasonable. I think ten dollars ten dollars was as high as we got for a sponsor. That's where we that's the that's the ceiling. That's the ceiling on this thing right now, and it's hard it's hard to it's hard to argue. How's everyone doing? Is everyone having a great week so far? It's it it's it's Thursday, the nineteenth of May right now for me. But for you, it is at best, depending on how loyal a listener you are, Tuesday, the, come on, Tom, where's the maths? 24th of May, we may or may not have a new prime minister. That's one of the drawbacks of this of this podcast, getting so far ahead of things. Um, I am talking about things that, I don't know. I don't know what the state of the country is now. Have, have the country made a wise decision? Have they stood up and said, Enough is enough. We need to write the path. We need to think long-term. We need to put someone in power who can run this country well into the future. Or have they made a huge mistake and voted in Anthony Albanese? We will never know. Well, we will know. That's not true. We will know. We, we certainly will know. We'll never know felt like the comedic sentence to follow that, but it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. We will know very shortly, in fact. In fact, we're all, we almost know. 36 hours from now, a bit more, 48 hours from now, 
No, a little bit more again. 72 hours from now, we'll definitely know, unless it's a hung parliament, in which case, I don't know, we've exceeded the bounds of my political knowledge. Not a big politics guy, not my thing, but you better believe whatever happens. Give me six months, I'll hate that Prime Minister just as much, no matter who it is. Scott Morrison, Albanese, I will get on board. I can't wait to see what the Batuta Advocate has to say about the next Prime Minister. Because I'm sure it will be negative eventually. That's how politics works. You, you let in a new leader, you give him six months of goodwill, or her, it's 2023. We can have a female Prime Minister once every few decades, Sure, she'll have the lowest approval rating of any prime minister. No one can really explain that to me. That Julia Gillard, I imagine just being a woman in leadership, you just lose ten approval points instantly. You're you're dealing with a with a with a handicap. It's like golf. It's it's a it's a long way. The best female the a female prime minister, the greatest leader in Australian history, still middle tier. In approval ratings, I would say. Hey, am I am I getting on the feminist side of an argument for once? Is it are things changing? Am I am I hopping the fence? That depends on how well you can read sarcasm. And if you're a woman, I'm gonna say not very well. That's at least what I've come into. What I've come into I'm still, uh, for those of you who listened last week, I'm still a little bit rocked by how many words I tripped over in that 38-minute period. Unbelievable. This is, my, this is what I want to do for a living, just talk. And even that is a struggle at times. In saying that, how many of you can talk for 38 minutes straight? Let's see it. Let's see it. I'll put it out to any fan. If you can send me 38 minutes of you talking, I will publish it as an episode of my podcast. 100%. You can be a guest. You can be a guest host of this single-person podcast. I would love to see it. See what you can do. See if you can get through 38 minutes without just totally steamrolling over the conventions of the English language. It's going to happen. And I remember listening to podcasts and hearing podcast hosts stumble over their words and think, what a fucking moron, what an idiot. That's not... Are they going to acknowledge? Are they going to acknowledge they got that word wrong? Also, are they going to acknowledge that they started talking about something and then just stopped mid-roll? and started talking about something completely different and never came back. What I'm trying to say is poor podcast hosting is a dime a dozen. And clock me in as the number 13. Now it's a dime a baker's dozen, now that I'm involved. There's nothing like listening back to extended periods of yourself talking. No one else, very few people experience that. Very few people are forced to listen to themselves speak for any period of time, really, let alone 39 minutes with nobody at the other end. And I actually experienced something similar recently. I went on, a, on, a, on another podcast. I haven't been invited to too many other people's podcasts um, because I, I think a lot of podcast hosts are just very gun-shy about being upstaged by a real professional. And so they, they ignore me. Uh, and and in doing so, they they rob themselves of the potential of being exposed to literally dozens of people on my podcast when I talk about it. Because I was on last week's episode of the Critical Banter 
podcast. A podcast that, um, much like all great podcasts, was recorded in uh, one of the host's parents' spare rooms, which I, I imagine is the case throughout the industry. I'm sure if, if you ever find yourself on the Joe Rogan experience, you probably have to introduce yourself to, to Joe's mum and have Joe's family dog bark at you incessantly for 30 to 45 seconds while you try futilely to make friends with it. When it comes to a dog, I will persevere. I don't care how skittish it is. I don't care whether the last owner it had used to look like me exactly and was very violent. I will take the time. I will I will force my hand into its face to try and convince it to become familiar with my smell. And that's what I did. It was very uncomfortable. The parents the parents of this podcast duo, podcast trio, podcast quad, there were four of them, too many. One of them really lagged behind, didn't need to be there. The parents of whichever one of them whose parents it was, I didn't take the time to 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 really uncover it. They were like, just go upstairs. The dog doesn't like strangers, especially you apparently. Just leave. No, 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 no. I, I, will, I will stay here until this dog and I are friends. And then I gave up on that um, because I'm, I'm nothing if short on convictions and went upstairs, went into the spare room. Very hot. There were four of them. Uh, one of them... One of them wasn't on camera at all while I was there, wasn't, didn't have a microphone. Occasionally you can hear them talking in the background, um, trying to be involved, very unprofessional, stay out of it. But he is the one that does all of the editing. So I don't know what they have over this guy. I don't know what sort of blackmail they must have on him because as far as I could tell, this was, this was Uniqlo-level slave labor. This was digital era, web 3.0 slave labor that they were subjecting this guy to. But it was, it, it, we recorded this podcast in Kellyville. Um, and uh, if you don't know where Kellyville is, I envy you because I used to be one of you. I, I used to not know. I used to only know... The names of the suburbs on the train lines I lived on. Eastern Suburbs Line, a little bit of the City Circle and the North Shore Line. Other than that, I don't need to know about it. I'm aware of Strathfield conceptually. I have no idea what it is. Is it a real place? Is it a suburb? Do people live there? Is it just a train station? I don't know. I don't want to know. And that's how I felt for Kellyville. That's how I, how I felt about Kellyville for a long time, but it wasn't sustainable. And now I've been there and, oh, never again. Never again. It actually wasn't too bad. It was just a old, it was just a suburban neighborhood with these. Honestly, I was going there expecting it to be a bit of a shithole. It was actually very, very nice. There were amazing old, not old, amazing brand new houses made to look old. But they weren't. They were straight out of a catalog. We'll take that one with the pool room. Thank you. Polished marble. I went into this was like a, I think I don't know if it was a, it was like a Southeast Asian sort of family. I don't know if they were or maybe they were subcontinental. 
Asian family and I rocked up and um, I was I was like, should I take my shoes off? And the parents were shocked that I had to qualify that. They were like, yes, obviously. Where, did the pile of shoes at the front door not give it away? Did the fact that you can see 25 toes in the kitchen alone do you think we're just choosing to... Do you think this was a, an accident? This, this is just a coincidence that all four and a half of us aren't wearing shoes or socks. Yes, take your shoes off, you animal. No respect for, for my culture. Um, my culture, of course, being built on a lack of respect for other people's houses. If it's good enough for the soles of my shoes, it's good enough for your carpet. Is how I is is how I feel about that situation. You should be on it for me to trail through whatever I've just trailed through into your living room. The grass of the eastern suburbs. This is this is this is freshly mowed grass from an oval that a private school used to play rugby union. It's really elevating the place, if you ask me. But rules are rules. Kellyville. A long way away. So many tolls. So many tolls. It cost me $35 just to get to this podcast. If it doesn't kick off my career, I will be furious. $35 in tolls. That's that's a dollar per listener, I presume. Actually, that's not true. They were talking me through some of their numbers. Far more successful than this podcast. But there are four of them. If there were four of me, imagine... Imagine what could be possible. Um, we we so we go into this podcast. It's a classic. It's classic podcast format. Just totally textbook. Um, three to four men uh, who really have little to nothing, making them exceptional. Talking about just whatever, just whatever comes to mind, because that's entertainment. Just the way that improv theatre is at an all-time high. Peak podcasts are the ones with little to no forethought. Now, obviously, I put a lot of effort into this podcast. You guys can't see here, but I have literally six dot points on this page, and that is six dot points that I spent about five minutes thinking about. That's 30 minutes of content. Easy, easy 30 minutes of content. Subscribe and like, follow the Patreon, send me money. But no, these guys took a more traditional route. It was just, whatever, let's just chat about it. Let's just chat about it. And then it ended with us um, doing a tier rank, doing a tier rank of Australia's biggest menaces. Number one on that ranking, uh, Cardinal George Pell. Thought the term menace might have been a little bit underplaying what he did. Thought menace was a, a little bit too playful a term for Cardinal George Pell. That little scamp. Just want to rustle his hair. Just, it's, it's, it's only a, a, a short leap from Dennis the Menace slingshotting frozen peas at his curmudgingly neighbours. Curmudgingly? Curmudgingly. Curmudgingly old neighbours. Again, pretty close. Took a, took a shot. Curmudgingly old neighbours. They were curmudgingly, especially if an old person, bad-tempered and negative. Is practically the same as covering up decades and decades of child abuse for the Catholic Church, I think. 
which is why he was the most menacing figure. Only two ranks above Egg Boy. Peas in a pod, those two. I will find... I'm trying to find what's the best version of me to go onto other people's podcasts. Because on this podcast, there is an assumption that I am hamming things up, I'm exaggerating, I'm, I'm playing... I'm, I'm, I'm playing to the crowd, to the audience who know who I am. These four strangers, very shell-shocked by how hard I came in at them at certain points. I A few times, a few times where sarcasm fell on deaf ears, I am ashamed to say that the, the part of the podcast where I may have defended Pauline Hansen was not taken with the lightheartedness I had hoped from these four non-white gentlemen. But you miss 100% of shots you don't take. You miss 100% of shots you don't take. If, if I was more professional, I would take the time to edit these out. But you guys listen to the podcast, you know that's not the case. All right, guys, I, I, need, I need to level with you. Through the magic of editing, you wouldn't have noticed this, but I went down a long tangent there that I've, I've had to remove. I've had to do some editing for this podcast, and that's more effort than I'd like to usually put in um, because what I was going to talk about was a friend of mine was on First Dates last night. Now, I've never watched First Dates. I certainly never intended to, but when a very, very good acquaintance of mine puts themselves out there into the world to find true love and there's a chance that I can play my small part to turn that into content. You better believe I'm going to do it. And I did start, I started sort of going through it, giving my two cents, just analysing, reacting to what was happening Um, and then I found two things. Number one, it was dull. And number two, I don't know if you guys know this about first dates. I hope not. I really hope I'm not attracting an audience that knows anything about this horrendous show. But uh, they cut from date to date to date. They don't just show the one date in total. And I don't have time. I don't have the time to sit through six lonely losers who, I don't know which, which, which is worse. Is it worse to go on that show for the attention that comes with being on national television? Or is it even more concerning that someone would go on there to genuinely seek a life partner? Who are you possibly going to... You've got to remember, if that's your goal, you are looking to date someone out of the pool of people willing to go on First Dates Australia. That's a bad start, surely. I guess if you are the kind of person who would go on First Dates Australia, you're looking for someone equally likely to make questionable decisions and to have terrible taste in television. So maybe maybe it works out. Maybe that's exactly where you should meet someone if you're if you're you can't go on ironically. You can't you, you're only going to be disappointed. They really I, I they sh- my mate Zane who was on it, they used his date as the sort of promo date um, for Instagram um, posts about the show and whatever, and it looked like a train wreck. It looked bad. They the the one clip they use is uh, Zane, who is twenty four, calling his twenty nine year old date old. And just to be clear, the twenty nine year old date was a woman, so it wouldn't have been okay. 
if it were a man, we all would have had a good old laugh about it. Uh, but it, it's not fun to make fun of a, of a woman's age. Of course not. I would never, would never allow that to take place. Anyway, so I didn't end up sticking around it, and uh, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably not gonna. Probably not going to. Zane told me he went on that show to lift his profile as a media personality. You know, all those famous people who got their break on First Dates Australia. Just questionable decision-making from top to bottom. Last night, he did. He opened with a joke about his mum dying. Like, the first thing they show on his profile is Zane making a joke about his mum dying. Basically, the joke is, uh, it's on national TV now. It's It's public domain. Uh, he goes, uh, my mum died when I was eight years old and that's a hard way to find out what it's like being ghosted for the first time. Pretty good joke. Not Channel 10 friendly. Not free-to-wear suitable, I don't think. And nothing in the edit of this show made it seem like what he was saying was a joke whatsoever. They didn't even cut the music. There was no one there to laugh at it. They just threw it in and thought, we'll let our very discerning... First Dates Australia audience workout, he was joking. Spoiler alert, they won't. Anyway, that would have been a great way to fill some content, and now I have a very misleading timer on my podcast recorder. It tells me I've done 34 minutes, but if you look at the timing on your phone right now, you'll see I've done closer to what I reckon to be like maybe 19. Maybe 19. Have a look. Isn't that a fun little bit of crowd interaction? Take a look. Is that how much is is that how much time I've done? How much more do I owe you people? How much more do I really have to do? I don't want to sound ungrateful. Thank you for listening. I'll give you guys a little look behind the curtain. Is this is this podcast worth doing? Is this is there any point to this whatsoever? I started with the best intentions. <sighs> But I'll do it for you, for, for those of you who like, who, for those of you who like, like listening in, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. I will have a minor existential crisis every Thursday, just for you guys. That's, that's what I'm willing to do. Did everybody see the video? Here we go. Let's get on to current events. And when I say current events, things that happened four days ago, from your perspective, of Scott Morrison tackling that child. There were so many... So many parts to love about that. Number one, the child was playing soccer. It's illegal at every level. It's, it's, it, it was wrong for a prime minister. It was wrong for an adult. It was wrong for the sport that they were playing. Across the board mistakes. The biggest, I don't know how many people have picked up on this. It only happened yesterday for me. Scott Morrison looks far too happy about it. He has the biggest smile on his face as he lies atop that eight-year-old boy. Very concerning. I mean, he's, if you remember what I was saying about the Australia's menace list, he's, he's A-tier. He's, he's got good company up there with a, with a certain... A certain... I'm trying to I'm trying to compare him to George Pell without just saying it. But here I am just saying it. What fa- I mean politicians just don't learn do they? Have we learned nothing from Boris Johnson? Well to be fair Boris Johnson tackled a child. It wasn't a, there was not even 
not even the implication it could, not even the inference that it could have been an accident. Boris Johnson just went for this kid. It was a it was a ball and all. It was a great tackle, to be fair. He got low, dug his shoulder in. It was a textbook. Scott Morrison at least tried to make it look like an accident. But Boris Johnson did that years before he would become Prime Minister. That was part of his ascension to power. It was not it, this was not a downfall story. That was that was step one. Scott Morrison tackled that child as if it was the opposite of climate change with that much fervor and passion and joy. Go back and watch that clip again. Look how happy he is and feel how uncomfortable that makes you. I'm not sure enough people really lent into that. It's so uncomfortable. And I truly hope that when you are listening to this, he is still Prime Minister, just to prove there's nothing he could have done to not end up. I think this is... The thing I will say about this election that I do value is at least both candidates have recognised that neither of them are desirable Prime Ministers and instead just spend the entire campaign talking about, well, at least I'm not as bad as the other guy. Every election ad on television has nothing to do with why they should be Prime Minister. It's just like, well, but it could be worse, couldn't it? Imagine if it turned out this way. I have no faith in anything anymore. Is this what podcasting is, being cynical about politics with no real information at the other end? I hope so. If it is, like, subscribe, tell your friends. The other thing that I keep seeing is this Uber Eats ad with Paris Hilton. Is that a good segue? Paris Hilton is the new face of Uber Eats with her best friends, the Irwin family. And I don't know about you guys, I'm very happy that Steve wasn't around to see this. This hurts my feelings. As both a child of the 90s and an Australian, to see Paris Hilton get within reaching distance of any of the Irwins, of little Bob Irwin, I felt more comfortable seeing Bob Irwin a meter away from that live crocodile when he was six months old. I don't want him anywhere near the heir to the Hilton fortune. That, oh, I don't care. I don't care how many documentary clips I get shown that try to convince me Paris Hilton was the brains behind the operation. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Even if she was, I don't... Does it make it better, really? Does it really excuse the whole situation just because she was self-aware the Irwin family were as close as we had to the Obamas, and they have been ruined. At least you know Paris is, is really no risk at the Australian Zoo because no crocodile is going after Paris Hilton. That juice is not worth the squeeze. She's all gristle. That dog, though. You know what's disappointing is I went to make the joke about the, the, the I to, went to make a joke about the dog being eaten. And that's the premise of the ad. That's the whole point. That's the funny part of the ad, and that's what I reached for. That should be better than this. How does this keep happening? Who, When you see these American mega-celebrities on Australian television ads, Kim Kardashian having a conversation with Magda Zabansky in character, culture's dead. 
let's all just give up. Why can't Russia just press the button? Why can't we all? Let's just, I think this, let's treat this world like an iPhone that's not responding and just do a hard reset. This is this is this is tough stuff. This is all round tough stuff. I should have more opinions. I should I should I know you. I shouldn't have more. I should have less opinions with more information when I come to do this podcast. I got attacked pretty fervently by a lot of nerds online about my uh, about my esports rant. People that don't seem to realize. Entertainment isn't about being informed. It's about being confident. A lot of people really had a had a red hot go at me on. Uh, a lot of people had a red hot go at me on TikTok and Instagram about my take on esports. Um, yet again, just proving that if you put anything out online, a group of people will take it seriously and respond in kind. I had literally a dozen people write me paragraphs about why esports is a real sport and how I don't understand it, as if. I ever made any claim to understand anything. As if the initial premise of podcasting was knowledge. That's not the point. The point is confidence. That's great podcasting. It's not informed opinions. It's blind confidence and you just go. The worst moments of this podcast are the ones where I'm self-aware enough to know I have no idea what I'm talking about. I need to be shielded from that at all times and just keep striving forward with little to no information whatsoever. But boy, they they went hard. And sometimes that does make me feel bad. Sometimes it does make me a little bit uncomfortable to know that um, I've hurt some people's feelings or that they, they really are quite mad at me. And at other times, um, they're a bunch of video game playing nerds and I'm okay with it. And it doesn't, it, it helps me sleep at night. Their criticism is like a white noise machine. Well, guys, that's that's as far as this podcast goes this week. I think this has been this is this has been tough. This is I'm 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 going to be open with you guys. I'm not sure how much I've, how 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 good I feel about putting this out into the world. You know, the internet's forever, right? You know, every, everyone everyone can get this for a long time, and yet here I am willingly thrusting this upon the population. I'm going to go and do some deep thinking about whether this is really something I should keep doing. Mm. But not now, not on the podcast. What did I talk about self-awareness before? Not here. So, hey, look, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, let me know. I need the reassurance right now because if not, I think this, is, I think this podcast needs to go. I can't put this out. I need to stop doing this. All right, guys, I think that's where this podcast ends for this week. Hey, we gave it a red-hot go, didn't we? You can't fault a man for trying. Here's what I've learned in the course of this podcast. Number one, I need to give this more thought. Number two is uh, I really shouldn't be as open with the rest of you about how I feel this is going in real time. Do that afterwards. Do that question all your life decisions when the recording has stopped, okay? Number three, when you mess up a word, just keep going. Just keep going. When you keep stopping to acknowledge it, that makes people more uncomfortable. Look, it's important to learn these lessons and I will learn them in time. But until then, someone's at the door and that makes me very uncomfortable.
All right. I'm going to leave it there. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you.